Welcome back to the Just Means Less ACC podcast with your hosts, Micah and Nick from Fifth Quarter ACC. It is March Madness time. Um, I'm going to ask Nick how he's doing, but Nick is currently a uh, fan of an ACC champ with the women's basketball team at NC State getting the job done. Um, I want to shout out Miami's women's team. Uh, we were looking forward to an NC State and Louisville, or I was looking forward to a Louisville-Notre Dame rematch before even having NC State and Louisville go head-to-head. But Miami took care of Louisville early, and uh, we didn't even get to see Louisville in the semifinals of the AC Women's Tournament. So that uh, was the biggest story from Greensboro this past weekend was Miami's women's team really solidifying their stock for the women's basketball tournament right now. It looks like there's going to be eight to nine ACC teams making the women's tournament. So unlike the men's side, it's been a very good year on the women's side. But Nick, how are you doing? Uh, not too bad. Uh, the Wake Forest kids are now on spring break, so I get to chill at work a little bit. It's less hectic. Uh, I am running the whole place, though, because my parents decided to take a little trip while the Wake kids are gone, which they deserve. So I'm just working a lot. Uh, very happy about uh, the women's team for NC State. Three-peat. That's awesome. Congratulations to them. I was very happy about that. Um, other than that, Pac Wrestling won the ACC Championship too. I don't know if you saw that, Micah. Uh, baseball team struggling a lot, though, so that kind of put a little damper on things. But other than that, I'm very happy about the women's team. Um, and I think right now it's not absurd to say that the fan base and the team is expecting a national championship. I mean, we won this ACC tournament three years in a row. Granted, one of them was canceled due to COVID. I think we fell short of expectations last year. So hopefully this is the year. This is the year we make a run and we go all the way. So I'm hoping for the best with them. And I'm also very happy about the turnout in Greensboro. The lot of a lot of uh, fans turned out for a lot a lot of the NC State games. Um, Wake Forest, Duke, a lot of fans turned out. So um, we've been trying to get that whole thing going with people going to Greensboro and everything. So, yeah, I think that was huge. Yeah, no, I mean, it was a great turnout. Um, I watched a lot of the women's game uh, on Sunday, and I watched the tournament throughout the weekend, but it was especially very good on Sunday. Felt bad for Miami. They were they were playing a road game for sure on Sunday. But, um, you know, it was definitely a uh, very good um, performance all around for NC State's women's team. Um, you know, you mentioned the uh, baseball side of things. Nick, I'm just telling you right now, it's karma uh, because this is your sign that you should be jumping on the Wake Forest bandwagon. We talked about it that last series in May. Just saying, Wake Forest baseball, still undefeated. So, saying this is your last chance to hop on the bandwagon. Nick, I'll give you a one last chance to hop on because, you know, four – an 0-4 week for the packing baseball. I mean, I know we don't want to talk too much spring sports today. I want to give the men's basketball tournament its justice. But, I mean, wow. Rough, rough week for NC State. I mean, Campbell swept by Northeastern. Granted, those are two teams, Northeastern especially, who makes the tournament fairly often. It's a very good program. But 
NC State should never get swept by them. So, again, that's the nice thing about college baseball, though. You can have a bad weekend and be just fine. So, nothing to worry about on NC State's front, but um, definitely not an ideal week for the pack on the baseball side. So, um, but, yeah, I mean, NC State had a good week as an athletic program, minus baseball with, of course, the wrestling program, like you mentioned, also winning the conference. But, um, I mean, I think we've got to do our justice here, Nick, and really talk about, first off, I'm not going to rant. I don't, I'm not in the mood to rant today, but this should be in Greensboro or at least somewhere in the Carolinas. But I think we got to preview what's going to be happening in Brooklyn starting tomorrow afternoon. Yeah, I agree. I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be really good. Do we want to talk a little? Are you shocked by UNC winning that big? I am not shocked by UNC winning and even winning by that big per se. Um, I am shocked by how they were down like 15 early in that first half. And then they rallied to either be tied or within a couple points at halftime and then winning the way they did. Cause Duke was kind of taking it to them for about 10 minutes in that first half. And I was like, uh Oh, this is going to be a 30 to 40 point, you know, just haymaker by Duke to send a statement because I I saw this game Nick going one of two ways and it went one of the two ways I kind of imagined one Duke winning but winning big I mean 20 plus because it's coach K's last game they're not going to call off the dogs but the other one was UNC just outright because you could also see that argument of I mean that's the dream scenario for Hubert Davis in that program beat coach K in his last ever game, win that rivalry, get revenge for the absolute ass kicking you received earlier in the year by that program. I mean, there's nothing more, I know, ideal for them than to have that type of situation take place. So that's, that was more of the surprise in my opinion than anything else was just the fact that, you know, early on in that game, you know, it was, it was, I mean, Duke was up, I can't remember what it was, but I think they got at one point up by four or five. Yeah, they got up. They got up by like six or seven, and I'm like, uh oh. And that was after UNC took a lead early, so I was like, okay, Duke's Duke's figuring it out. Like it was 41 to 33 with a minute left in the second half. I'm like, all right, here we go. Duke's gonna start to separate, and then you know they got six points. UNC did end the half in that minute span. It's like, okay, two point game, and then it just. UNC just said we're taking over. I mean, again, Duke got up to 52 to 45, up seven at the 15 minute mark. So it just never felt like UNC was ever going to really, you know, it was like Duke was just eventually was going to pull away. They got up by seven. Okay. When's the pull away? When's the pull away? And it just never happened. So that's, I think, was the most surprising part to me. Um, I was a little surprised. Um, there are a few things I want to take away from this game because a was due or uh, coach K's last game of the, uh, at Cameron. It's the rivalry game. Um, just, it, it was kind of, the whole thing is not kind of how I expected it to be. Cause then questions kind of pop up. The first thing I want to pose to you, Micah, and it is a big question. Does this rivalry hold up? When K is officially gone, does it hold up? Because think about it. 
Kay has been there for 42 years. Carolina has had Dean Smith and Roy Williams, and I think two other coaches in between those two. Um, also, guys were staying four years. Christian Leitner, Grayson Allen, Tyler Hansborough, Shane Battier, all of those guys. Now you got now you've got the one and dones, or maybe stay two years and then go somewhere else, or and the transfer portal too. There isn't a lot of name recognition anymore. Guys are one and done. I think what kept what kept this rivalry still like big right now because obviously both teams struggled last year tremendously. Carolina wasn't up to par as you know the Carolina that everyone's used to, uh, but. As of today, they are back in the top 25. Um, with K being gone, does this rivalry hold up? I'm afraid that it's not going to because of what is happening with college basketball, with the players being one and done or the transfer portal. And the, the two legendary coaches are going to be gone. Uh, I mean, Alabama, Auburn will always hold up, no matter who's the coach. It's been held, holding up for years. Yankees, Red Sox, Michigan, Ohio State, those rivalries always hold up. But this is the first time where this rivalry has met something different, where there could be a roadblock in the way with K gone, Roy already gone a year, and these players aren't sticking around. I'm sure the passion will you know, be there with the fans, I mean, within the fan bases, it will still be a huge rivalry. But this is what college basketball is, just like how Alabama-Auburn, the whole football world watches. Ohio State-Michigan, the whole football world watches. Will the whole basketball world tune in to Duke and UNC? Probably if they're ranked, but who knows how much longer this success is going to stay with you know the new coaches coming in. See, I, I think... At the end of the day, these rivalries in college basketball, especially, they've all, I think it's lost luster to begin with in the last few years just because of the one. I agree with you. Yeah. Like, that. like, but I still don't think that means the rivalry is going to be anything less than spectacular. Like, the peak of that rivalry was exactly what you were talking about the JJ Reddicks, the Tyler Hansboroughs, like those years where, you know, they're not only playing for the the fact that they want to, you know, own tobacco road and everything like that, but also they were playing for their coaches and they were playing for shit that happened to them when they were freshmen and sophomores, like you were talking about. So I exactly. think, that, I think that itself, the rivalry has already gone down from the pinnacle of what it was. But True. I think, I think that with Hubert Davis still as the coach at UNC is as long as UNC and Duke stick around with keeping guys that have been a part of that program, the higher within idea, I don't think it's going to lose its luster, especially on the national scale. And we also know that ESPN is going to pump as much as you can to keep it alive. So I don't see how it, how it's going to like lose its luster. I mean, it might be a little bit less of a, like my only, I guess I concern with it, is a situation where let's just let's just play out the game that happened this past weekend. Eliminated as Coach K's last game. It's now the fourth year of Duke's coach. It's the fifth year of UNC's coach. Or like 
basically it's not a first year for any of those coaches. It's not the first time that coach is going to one of each other's barns. That is where I think you could potentially go, well, why am I watching this game? Because let's be honest, it was an unranked UNC versus a top five Duke team. Two years ago, when UNC was really bad, you know, it was UNC Duke, but it was first year UNC and, or no, last year, was last year Roy's last year? Last year? I'm losing yeah. track of time. So it was Roy's last time in the rivalry. And there were even rumors that that might be Coach K's last time because it wasn't, you know, people were starting to think, well, maybe he might just say I'm done at the end of the year. Like, you know, Tom Brady, it not tell you until afterwards. So like there was intrigue with that. But my concern is, is when like, if these programs cannot stay at a top 20, it's, it's kind of similar. I know it's not the same peak of a rivalry, but like, look at Louisville, Kentucky. No one gave a shit about that game this year because Louisville's dog water. But when those two teams are relevant, that game means everything to the national world, not just the people in the bluegrass state. So that's where I think that that's my only concern is if we've got a 19 and 12 Duke versus a 17 and 14, you know, UNC winner just locks up a, an NCAA tournament spot. The other teams on the bubble. That's where I think the luster, especially because the coaches are gone and the players don't have the, you know, the heat behind it where that could kind of be a situation of, of luster, but that's the only way I could really see seeing it play out. And, and two, I mean, I don't want to put the pressure on the first game, but you know, if the first, like, cause everyone will be excited about the first game of that series, regardless, in my opinion, but like, again, if Duke rolls UNC or UNC rolls Duke by 25, and then there's not really any true value to the second time around, I don't know how it can be the prime time, 8 p.m. college game day. Everybody's camping and losing, you know, hours and weeks of sleep. Everyone's they're they're rotating who's staying in the tent so that way they can keep their spot in line and and all that crazy stuff. But that's where I think it could potentially fall. But again, I, I don't think the rivalry is is uh is going to die per se. Yeah, I don't think it will. It won't necessarily die. It won't fade off the face of the earth. I think it. I think you're right. I think it has lost its luster within the last couple of years. Uh, I think maybe the COVID season had something to do with that. I think Roy being gone had something to do with that. And both teams struggling the last couple of years. I think on a national scale, uh, people have not cared as much. Um, my other point, though that and uh, and bottom line basically this still will be the rivalry of college basketball but for some reason college basketball in a whole has kind of gone down a little bit which is kind of sad to see i don't know why um maybe it is because of the one and dones and you don't have that favorite player anymore or anything like that i don't know hopefully with nils when they get into full effect which you know in the next couple of years, we will see how strong the NIL deals are. Uh, players will stick around. If you're like one of those players that's on the fence, hey, I got this agent talking to me. Maybe I should go pro right now. Well, maybe an endorsement deal from this whatever uh, will convince me to stay and make bank. And I'll get recognized and everything like that. So uh, next point I want to bring up from this game 
Dude, I am so tired of soft ass people. I really am. Because I see it on Twitter now that all the Duke fans were flipping off the Carolina players. And it's like the Carolina guy, everyone, every Carolina fan was like, oh, I thought Dukies didn't do this. I thought they didn't do this. I mean, what is this? It's a rivalry. I don't understand why people are shaming people. Like, I am unbiased from this. I grew up outside of this rivalry, okay? I was a Wake Forest fan. I didn't have family that go to Wake that went to Wake Forest. I just lived in Winston-Salem. So Duke Carolina was the big thing. I would switch off every year who I want to win, Duke or Carolina. I did not give a crap, okay? I did not care at all who won, who lost. I would switch off. I will admit, during the Hansboro years, I kind of lost liked him so i would root for carolina and then when he left i would root for duke it was just whatever i didn't care um and that rivalry was the rivalry is awesome so i'm losing my point here but i don't understand why fans have to fight or or why fans have to shame fans of oh he said this she said this i guess what my point is growing up outside of the rivalry in an outsider perspective i like seeing all of that I like seeing the UN. I defended the UNC fans. I said it here. I said it on radio that I thought it was funny. I think you should keep that up. UNC fans will give a crap if it's Coach K's last year. And now I get it. UNC fans are coming back at the Duke fans. But I mean, it's just like this pettiness. That's not what this rivalry used to be. I want to see like fights. Well, not necessarily fights, but that would be awesome. Like, the, you, this is another thing that has brought this rivalry downhill a little bit. When Tyler Hansborough was bleeding out of his mouth, that was awesome. That was the, like, I think that was almost the peak of Carolina Duke. And now you got fans tattling on each other and shaming each other. Like, dude, it's a rivalry. Alabama Auburn fans don't do that. Michigan Ohio State fans don't do that. Like, come on. It's I, I think that's a little ridiculous. It's it's the most it's what makes America America right now, and it's how hypocritical everybody is, and it's the most annoying thing. And I mean, again, I'm willing to admit there are moments in my life I'm hypocritical as hell too, but you know, it's the well, I would never do that, but then they do the exact same thing just with their point instead of someone else's. It's the you know radical left, radical right argument. It's the I mean. It's kind of it's kind of funny. I mean, we the hockey team I work for, we had our biggest rival in town this weekend. Uh, our team smacked the shit out of them in two games, eight nothing and eight three, and they were the second best team in our league. So obviously a big deal for our guys with us being in first place. But their players were very disrespectful to our staff, and they chirp. They were chirping like front office workers, photographers, fans, everything, and they're getting their asses kicked. So it's kind of funny. And it was the same stuff. Like the refs asked, hey, do you want us to like report to the league the disrespect that we're seeing from their players? And we're like, no, we're not soft. We don't care. Like at the end of the day, our fans talk shit to them. Their fans talk shit to us. We talk shit about them. They talk shit about us. Life goes on. At the end of the day, it's all 
fun in games. Now, again, if it's taking it to the point where someone's throwing shit at Coach K or shit at Hubert Davis or fans are fighting in the stands, that's that's just too far. It's 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 sports. At the end of the day, there's a line. But when did we? Yeah, I agree with you. When did we get into a, a world where flicking somebody off is offensive? If that's the case, guys. I don't know if you know this, but Nick and I would not be recording today because Nick was very mean to me the other day and flicked me off in a Snapchat. So um, <laughs> Nick, I think we have to stop recording because I'm offended by what you did. So because um, I asked for the number eight and he gave me the number one special. So, um, you know, it, it's one of those things where it's just it's just it's so stupid. And like, I know it's not. There's a lot of UNC, Duke, whoever fans that didn't care and didn't complain when it came around. But if you're going to bitch and it's like, oh, well, I'm just trying to prove a point. You're doing the exact same shit they did. You know what would have been really cool is if you just didn't say shit about it and just like made Duke look like the complete crybabies. And you just didn't say a word. But now you get to be the come to the crybabies too. It's just the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Like, I cannot stand Virginia Tech. But I will take a chirp from Virginia Tech fans when it's warranted. And I'm not going to like... Oh, you're being mean. Now, if you're bringing my family into it or something that's unnecessary, yes, there is a point where I will lose my mind. But if it's a, ha fuck you, or a whatever. Like, I am a Columbus Blue Jackets hockey fan. I went to Boston for one of our playoff series back in 2019. I was probably the only Blue Jackets fan there. The amount of fuck yous and go home, you pussy, and all the other inappropriate stuff, the good thing we're not sponsored right now or we'd have to, you know, bleep out because of monetization. What well, words are hard to get money you know it's it's just pathetic like it's part of what happened now if someone would have punched me in the face you've gone too far but if it's just a verbal thing like and like it's just yeah or we don't have to get into the world of that now but no i absolutely agree i mean it's just just it is what it is i mean it's like for god's sakes duke fans you camp out for six months for this fucking game your students are like eating, shitting, jerking off in your tents so that way you can get to that game six months before it happens. Don't pretend like it doesn't mean shit to you, but then when you get you lose and you're like all butthurt about it, oh, what UNC did it. So just, just accept the fact that the game means more to you than it does to a lot of other people. Like, it's, it's just dumb. It's the... It's like, you know, you want to talk shit, but then when someone talks shit about you, that's when it's, oh, woe is me. Like, it's just dumb. It's just dumb. But I also want Nick, I want Nick to publicly apologize to me for saying that Wake's better than UNC, because let's be honest, who got a good win again? My uh, UNC looks pretty good right about now, but that's besides the point. But yeah, no, I mean, that's the... That's a takeaway for all rivalries in general. I mean, just either be a part of it or don't. And if you don't like it, then don't be a part of it. It's 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 so dumb. It's that simple. Oh, I can't turn my eyes away from seeing someone flick them off. Maybe you just don't let it bother you. It wasn't directed to you anyways. Like, if they were flicking you off individually and you got bought hurt by it, I will hear it out to a point. But if someone's flicking off my favorite player, don't take it personally. It has nothing to do with you. That player doesn't probably even know who you are. So who cares? Just move on with your life. I'm, I gave up social media for Lent, and I have loved the last week of just not being on Twitter because it's like, wow, 
the world feels somewhat normal minus gas prices being four bucks in Nebraska now. Like everything else feels pretty normal. I don't have to go, someone's complaining about the shirt that he's wearing or whatever it might be. I mean, I literally read a Twitter thread a couple weeks ago that people were complaining, Virginia fans were complaining about giving Coach K a gift that wasn't very cool. And then Duke fans saying, oh yeah, it wasn't very cool. That's very pathetic of Virginia. And I'm like, why are we arguing about this? Who gives a shit? You think Coach K, gets, he gets one from every school. You think he's going to frame every single one of them and make a giant, like, I love this so much video? Yeah, he's going to appreciate it. But at the end of the day, who king cares? And Rick. I don't know. Wow. Yeah. I'm 100% with you, man. Uh, dude, I mean, I went to a, uh, let's see, four or five years ago, it might be longer than that, that by now. Jeez, uh, I'm old. I went to a Giants-Red Sox game in Fenway Park. Mind you, if you don't know really much about baseball, two completely different leagues, right? On complete opposite sides of the country. We play each other once every four, three or four years. Very rarely are the Giants at Boston because the next time they play in those three years, it's in San Francisco. We go up to Boston. The Giants are one of the best teams in the I think this was 2016. Best team in the National League, one of the best teams. The Red Sox, one of the best teams in the American League. And Giants fans showed up. I would say it was probably 60-40 Red Sox fans. The Red Sox went out to an 8-0 lead in the third inning. It was like, oh, fuck. Here we go. Here we go. We're going to hear it. We're going to hear it. We're going to hear it. And we were. We were hearing it from Red Sox fans. Passionate bunch of group. I thought Giants fans were passionate. Red Sox fans are, if not more, passionate than we are. Um, then the Giants came back, and it's 8-7 to seven in the sixth inning. And then the Red Sox just took over and we left in the eighth inning and we, my whole family was just getting shit on absolutely shit on by these pasty white Bostonians. And it was just, it was hell, but you know what? I loved it because I appreciated their passion. I was like, this is what giants fans are like. Not to the degree of Red Sox fans. They're kind of a different breed. But it's nice to see a passionate baseball, a passionate uh, baseball fan base. And I wasn't fighting back. I, I was like, yeah, we came back. We were talking some smack. And then you guys beat us. I respect you. We're kind of like the cousins of MLB right now. You know, Red Sox have the big brother, the Yankees, our big brothers, the Dodgers. It's funny. But... I just don't understand why people just, you know, it's a, it's Carolina Duke. It's a rivalry. You never hear Bama or Auburn complain. You never hear Michigan, Ohio state complain. Yeah. So end rant. I hope this rivalry stays the way it is though. I hope it doesn't lose its lust. Yeah. Like it's, it's just the dumbest argument. I mean, like not to be, not to be an asshole, but when you pay $5,000 to go to a fucking basketball game, I don't give a shit what you do as long as you don't assault somebody. If I'm being completely honest with you. Like, you paid five grand to be there. If you want to flick somebody off, flick somebody off. Who cares? You paid five For grand real? to be there. Oh, but my little kid. 
if you have that much stupid money, I don't give a shit about your opinion. I'm sorry, but if you spent five grand for your four-year-old to go to a basketball game, I don't feel bad for you. I'm sorry. Like, cancel me. I, I don't feel bad. Like, your, your life must not be very hard right now. Simple as that. Like, you're probably, you probably didn't even realize the gas prices went up because you're like, yeah, cool. It's an extra 10 bucks to uh, fill out my tank. <laughs> I don't care. I can spend 10 bucks a day just to get my feet massaged. Like, fuck off, people. Like, this is just, it's dumb. Like, it's 419 like, here, like, man. Like, yeah. Like, I mean, I'm looking at a receipt literally, literally from seven, six days ago, it was March 1st. I got lucky. There was a gas station on a sketchy corner that had it for 329 still. It is now three. It is now 399 up here, though. So in a week, it's gone up $7 for my 10 gallons of gas. <laughs> fuck me. But like again, like there, there are I, 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 the world that pisses me off so much is the everything has to be a blanket statement. You can't just look and apply knowledge. A minor league baseball game, for example, if this is the Durham Bulls versus the Indianapolis Indians, and fans are getting into it, it's fucking minor league baseball. Just shut up. Like it's a family type of event. If you pay six grand to go to a heated basketball rivalry, you pay 500 bucks to go to Auburn, Alabama, thousand bucks to go to Ohio State, Michigan. You're signing up for that type of reaction. It is for the true people of the rivalry. It is not for the casual fan. So if you're going to act like a casual fan and get all butt hurt by it, shut up. And if you're going to be on Twitter going, this is not cool. Well, you didn't go to the game. So who cares? Turn the damn TV off. It's not that hard. Seriously. If you're that offended by it, turn it off. Like there are things like there are times in life. I'm like, yeah, I don't want to hear any more of this. Click. Not hard. It's not that hard people. This is a good point. That's a very good point. Like it's the people that didn't go to the game that got butt hurt. And if you did go to the game and got butt hurt again, I don't feel sorry for you because you, unless you got, you won the lottery. And then at the end of the day, you won the damn lottery. To get the free ticket to a to the literally the most expensive Duke Carolina game of all time. It didn't even have that much pressure to it. Like it wasn't like this was for a national championship bid or to win the ACC. It was just literally just because it was Coach K's last game. Like, cry me a river. Seriously, I, I don't care. I, I don't like anytime there's physical violence involved, I will feel bad for you. I will speak out against that. But if it's a middle finger, a fuck you, a whatever. You know how many times I get told to go fuck myself on a regular basis in my job? A lot. Am I going to go cry now? No. Part of life. And I don't make a lot of money. Coach K does. So he can live with it. Simple as that. Anyways, that was an unexpected conversation that I did not expect to have today. So anyways... Let's deep dive uh, the ACC tournament because I am kind of on a time constraint and I want to give this the true credit that it needs. Um, so with that being said, before we go through and pick our bracket, I want to talk about three points that I think matter here on the ACC side. One, who is the team that need what team, I guess, needs a deep run the most? Of the teams I'm going through, it is teams currently 
in a conversation of a bubble because anyone outside of this conversation, for example, no offense to a Syracuse or a Pitt or a Clemson, NC State, you have to win the whole damn thing to get to the like get to the NCAA tournament. Pretty simple. Like teams that with a good ACC tournament run, aka trip to the championship, could make the NCAA tournament. Who would you put here, Nick? Virginia Tech, Virginia, or Florida State? Which team needs it the most? Or maybe which team you think can do it the most? I guess that could also be part of why your answer is. Like my answer is who needs it the most because I think that they, A, could do it, but, two, I think they're good enough to be an NCAA tournament team. Um, that's a very, very good question because these three teams that you mentioned – they all have a slim chance to make it if they don't win it. I think, oh man, because both Virginia and Virginia Tech have been hot lately, especially Virginia. I don't know. Shoot, this is tough. This is tough. I'm going to go with Virginia because I feel like they have stepped up. I feel like they have shocked a lot of people. Uh, they started off really bad, not like how we expected. I mean, they almost beat Duke twice this year. Uh, I think if they could rematch uh, Carolina with Carolina, I would love to see what happens there. Um, I think they could take Miami. I really think they could take Wake. Uh, I would love to see a rematch there. I think Virginia is honestly one of the most dangerous teams in this tournament because they can, they basically have everybody's number. They have Duke's number. They have Carolina, they have Miami and they have wake everybody in front of them. I don't remember if they beat Notre Dame or not, um, but they could beat any one of those teams. So if any team between those three is going to do it, and make a deep tournament run without winning it all, I think it's Virginia. And they've looked the hottest since their slump. So I will take Virginia on that question. Yeah, so I – this is a, a maybe a bold take. So I, I agree with the Virginia take. I will take Virginia as well. And I think the main reason why I'll take Virginia, you mentioned, you know, obviously the, the run, but I also look at the bracket. If Virginia is going to do it, they are going to probably have to beat the highest, well, not the highest of the first round matchups, but I would argue that Louisville is maybe more impressive than Clemson for a win. They're going to have to beat Louisville again, which seems doable, but it's not a 100% thing. Or Georgia Tech, I guess. Well, I'm not going to write out Georgia Tech just yet. But but then they're also going to have to beat Carolina just to get to the semifinals. And then Notre Dame or Virginia Tech are the, the clear-cut teams. You're either going to beat the other team that's on the bubble and to win the season series, or you're going to beat an NCAA tournament team in Notre Dame. So you're going to have to get to the ACC championship game, beat two NCAA tournament teams. So that's why I think Virginia has the most to gain from a run where if right. Florida state wins, they're going to beat Syracuse, not a great win. They have to beat Duke, which obviously would be huge. They've done it already this year. But then there's a good chance it's Miami or Wake. And there might not be, unfortunately, a lot of weight in one of those wins. 
So I just think that Virginia has the most to gain. But however, this might be a hot take. I think Florida State's the best team out of those three I just named. The problem is Florida State's just been so wishy-washy. But if I'm going pure talent, like like Florida State at 17 and 13 to me is a very intriguing piece. Because if they can make a run to the conference championship, that means that they're, you know, 19 and th- or 20 and 13 going into the championship. A 20-win Florida State team, in my opinion, deserves an NCAA tournament spot. But back, I think to so the, too. back to the Virginia argument, I mean, that would get Virginia, of course, 21 wins. But I also think, too, Virginia has the most to gain because I would argue that they have the two best wins out of the teams I just named. And the reasons why is they have that Duke win, which Florida State has, too. But that Providence win is looking very good right now for Virginia. I think Providence has four losses on the entire season, and one of them is Virginia. Yeah. So that, too – Again, and being able to add two more NCAA tournament teams and revenge games that they lost. If I remember correctly, yeah, Virginia is 0-1 against Notre Dame and 0-1 against Carolina. So that would also be avenging both of those losses. So now, I mean, I don't think this is how life should be treated, but I think you almost ixay that. You almost now make Virginia going into that game, there would be 21-12 and going into the AC championship game. In my opinion, you just make them 19 and 10. And I hear the argument that they should be an NCAA tournament team at 19 and 10. So, you know, they would be one and one against Duke, one and one against Carolina, one and one against Notre Dame, two and oh against Miami. I just named all the AC tournament teams and they have a win against them. The only other team in the ACC that would probably make the NCAA tournament they would have no wins against is Wake Forest. That's it. So I would argue that Virginia has the most to gain for sure. And so, obviously, I will be rooting very hard for that type of run. But I think that is definitely something that we need to consider. The next question. Of the four teams, well, no, we're eliminating Duke because Duke's in the tournament no matter what. Of the three, we'll actually throw four. We'll throw Wake Forest in there. Of the four ACC teams, which one can afford – which one can least afford – not getting to the semifinals is it carolina is it notre dame is it miami or is it wake it is wake it is wake um because carolina has a win over duke miami has a win over duke notre dame has a win over kentucky wake's best win is 25th ranked carolina and their other best win is Virginia, which is right behind them. So Wake, I mean, they they have not beaten Miami this year. Uh, and they did beat Notre Dame. That's a great win. But Notre Dame also beat Kentucky. UNC also beat Duke. Miami also beat Duke. Wake is 0-2 against Miami. They don't have the – they have great – they have three good wins. They have the Notre Dame win the Carolina win, and the Virginia win. Those are three great wins, but they don't have the biggest win like the four teams ahead of them do. So right now, the team that cannot afford to lose right now of who we think is going to be in is Wake Forest. Now, also because that conference record, 13-7, and seven, you need – you need you need to 14 and 7 looks way better than 13 and 8. It just does in your conference. 
So you really need to win whoever it is that you play uh, in that first game in the quarterfinals. So we'll see. I think it's Wake. They have the most to lose if they do lose. I agree with that to a point. I'm actually going to go Miami. And the reason why I say that is if Miami does not reach the semifinals, that means they did not win a single game in the in AC tournament. So now we're talking yeah, that's about true. 23 and 10 Miami teams, which I still think should make the tournament regardless. I'm not trying to say they shouldn't deserve it. 22-10. Sorry, 22 and 10. Thank you. You're right, because Wake's 23 and 8, so that would make sense. 22-10. Yes. So if they do that, you are now talking about a team that has no win, I mean, yes, they beat Syracuse the other day, but they needed a really big rally late to do it. So I think that there's kind of a concern, in my opinion, with that Miami game. So if they lose and just just one and done in the ACC tournament, that's where I think the red flags go up. Or I still think they make the AC, or make the NCAA tournament, but I think that they could really be hurt. And especially if you look at like, let's say, I know this is crazy to say, but what if like Wyoming or Boise State don't win? They're like, like you know, they get knocked out early. You could make an argument that that might be a better team than Miami. Or let's say some of these top dogs. There's a lot of mid-major teams. A South Dakota State um, is a one that comes to mind that are receiving top 25 votes more than Miami. What if they don't win the Summit League? What if they they lose in the championship? And now it's coming down to a team that didn't make a run at all. Literally didn't win their last game. Had no wins in the last week to, to talk about and recency bias is going to play into this or a south dakota state team who has four losses all season yes they lost their conference championship but at least they made a run that's where i think that could open the conversation and make things interesting for miami where wake forest i mean again it wouldn't be in my opinion a great quality win over Pitt or boston college but at least they had won a game and they could make the argument and i think too and this is not fair but I think Wake beating Miami like, does more for Wake than Miami beating Wake does for Miami. Makes sense. So, you know, it that type of quality win, too, where Wake Forest losing to Miami is kind of expected, or Miami losing to Wake is not necessarily that way. So that's where I think that can play in, too. So um, watch out, I guess. But... Uh, I'd like your I liked your answer for sure. I mean, I, th- I think I think it's the, I think Wake's the the biggest bubble team that is currently in on the ACC front. Like, if Wake loses to Pitt or Boston College, they're out. Simple as that. Yeah. yeah. So like, they're in a must win in, uh, uh, on Wednesday night or Wednesday afternoon, excuse me. So, anyways, that's my two, and then the third and final question. If you had to pick, like, we're gonna play like a money line game. I don't know the money line spreads. But we'll put value on it. So, for example, again, with the 15 seed being NC State, they would have the highest value, in my opinion, of shocking the world and winning the ACC. If you had to throw 20 bucks down on one of the teams playing in the first round, as my cat is making an appearance on screen with his nose, to win the entire tournament, who would you pick? Obviously, that's six teams for our listeners. Pitt, Boston College. Clemson, NC State, Louisville, Georgia Tech. Of those six teams, and you had to back, pick one to make a run, who are you picking? Uh, that's another very good question. Um, 
If I had to pick one. Huh. No, I, I don't want to say Georgia. Even though Georgia Tech won it last year, I think that was a lot of fraud. I'm going to go with Louisville. I think Louisville, if I had to put $20 down on the bottom seeds of this tournament to win it all, I think Louisville, yeah, they they fired their head coach, Coach Mack, um, but they, they haven't looked They, they have looked pretty bad, but I believe of these six teams, they have the most talent. I think they they have been one of the most disappointing teams uh, this season. I think they're like top two or three disappointing team in the conference. Um, but I think they have the talent to do it. I think they could pull off an upset. I wouldn't be surprised if they if you see them on Thursday. So I think... Yeah, Louisville. They have the most talent. They they started off okay to start off the season. So I, I'll take Louisville. I like the choice, but I'm going Clemson. I know it's maybe not the greatest hot take because they ended up being the 10 seed. You know who the hottest team in the ACC is right now? The Clemson Tigers. Four straight wins. They uh, beat Virginia Tech on Saturday. They obviously beat Wake Forest to start this four-game winning streak. They beat Georgia Tech. They went on the road and beat Boston College. Um, and I think they have the best path. Like, if you look at those first-round matchups, no offense, Nick, but I would love to have NC State first. Get NC State to start. You win that game. You get Virginia Tech, who you just beat. Of the teams currently in that second round, you know, that they could have potentially faced, obviously Florida State or Syracuse may have been the ideal choice, but of the three teams that are getting a, a necessary buy and get to play a first-round team, Virginia Tech's the one I'd want to play over Virginia, who's owned you, and Wake Forest, who is probably the most talented of those three teams. I mean, that's ideal. So now that's a a very plausible win because you just did it this past Saturday. And then you get Notre Dame. And this might be a very hot take. But I think Notre Dame, I'm not overly sold on Notre Dame. They are probably the most overrated two seed we've had in the ACC tournament in a long time. It might be a very bad take, but that's genuinely how I feel. So if you're going to get a two seed, why not this Notre Dame team? I'd rather play Notre Dame than North Carolina in that spot. So you get Notre Dame. Obviously, we're playing the higher seed game here. But next in the semifinals, you get North Carolina. And you might go, oh, well, that's, that's not great. That's not ideal to make a run in championship. I'd rather play North Carolina than Duke in the semifinals. So now you, you just you continually have – the better scenario than if you were playing, you know, in the top half of the bracket. And I like the way it sets, sets up where, again, you look at where they could potentially have been, you're continually getting the ideal matchup in terms of, well, if you were one seed lower, you're getting this. Or if you're one seed higher, you're getting that. Like it, it plays out pretty well for Clemson, in my opinion. So, and again, and I think too, when it comes to these tournament runs, when we're talking insane from first round to championship, you know, hosting the hosting the trophy, you have to get hot. You're talking about a team that's already playing well, that's won four straight, but two, you're going to have to get on a run. And it helps when you can get, like, if you look at the way it breaks down, it, it's almost like you're leveling up in a real video game. The easiest team in the conference, the easiest of the remaining teams that get a bye. The easiest, in my opinion, of the one through 
three seed. Now I would probably take Miami over Notre Dame, but even then there's an argument that you could take. I would rather have Notre Dame than Miami, especially the way it kind of matches up for them. Levels up, levels up with North Carolina, levels up with Dukes. You can kind of get into a rhythm instead of hitting a brick wall right off the bat and kind of getting screwed by how your bracket plays out because you're actually playing the number three seed but they're actually better than the two seed. Because right now, I would argue that North Carolina is better than Notre Dame. So with that being said, I think that Clemson's got the best path to it. And they're also the hottest team in the conference right now. So that helps play into the whole, you know, I think that Clemson, I think Clemson has underperformed this year, but they've had such bad luck. I don't know if they would be an NCAA tournament team if they didn't have this bad luck. But I mean, they've been banged up. No one thought that Clemson you know, with two weeks left in the season. I mean, Clemson was the worst team in the conference there for a while. Like it was NC State, Georgia Tech, Clemson, literally like half a game back and forth or who was the worst team. And now Clemson ends up ending as the 10 seed. They would have ended as the nine seed. That would have been insane. That would have been a crazy finish to the season. But I think, I think they could make a run. I, I really do. I don't, I'm not going to predict them to win the whole thing, obviously, but I'm not putting it past Clemson to be playing for the quarterfinals, maybe even the semis. Intent. I like it. That's not a bad pick at all. They are, they're on a four-game winning streak. They already beat a potential team that's going to the that is going to the tournament. So you never know. They have a great home record too. So maybe if the Clemson fans show up to Brooklyn, then maybe we could see a run. I think it would be a lot easier if it was in Greensboro. Because hey their fans wouldn't have least, to travel it, that far. At least all of the... Uh, oh, yeah. If they show up, maybe they could get a run. Hey, at least all the sports store heroes that love the Duke and the UNC brands can go watch their beloved Heels and, you know, Blue Devils and, and the Notre Dame alum and the Syracuse alum can at least enjoy all of that, you know. Like, it's going to be really funny when Syracuse, on their bracket, they get the noon Eastern tip-off on Wednesday. They lose to Florida State and they're done. So the whole idea, oh, the Syracuse alum. They were literally at the worst game time that there pretty much is, minus being the 2 o'clock game in the first round. But even then, I'd argue 2 o'clock is almost better than noon because it's, 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 it's plausible to say, hey, boss, can I work in the morning a half day? Leave at 1 o'clock. Take the subway if, you live, if you're working in the city and go to the game. Where? Noon? You can't have a half day either way. I mean, maybe your boss will let you work from 2 p.m. to 7 p.m. or something or 3 to 7. But, yeah, it's uh, – I don't want to rant about that because it's – I mean, is it really a rant, Nick, if it just makes sense? Like, I know it means just less in the ACC, but – like, and I can't believe I'm going to compliment the SEC, but can we just be the SEC for once with common sense? We fucked ourselves in our TV deals. We're fucking our fans over with the way we set up these tournaments and where we put them and what we do with them. Like, if I have to watch one more fucking as-seen-on-TV infomercial that I can get at five below for a dollar on my commercial breaks on the AC Network, I'm going to – I don't want to get graphic, but I'm going to want to just lose my mind. We'll put it that way. So, it's – yeah, the ACC, come on. Come on. Like people would show up. It doesn't even have to be in Greensboro. You know, I, I, I want it in Greensboro, but Charlotte, for God's sakes, hell DC at least makes some sense. 
because I can hear out the argument that it is halfway for the northern schools, so we're not just you know completely screwing them over. You got big alumni bases for Virginia Tech and Virginia, and honestly, a lot of the AC schools have big alumni bases in DC. I'll hear out DC even, not a fan of it, but I'll hear it out. But Brooklyn, New York, where you've isolated everybody, yeah, get out. Just and especially in the world we live in now, where the diehard fans are the ones getting screwed over, but at the end of the day, they're the ones that actually care about going to these tournament games. Yeah. Um, I'm at a loss for words. But anyways, Nick, are we ready to preview and announce our winners of the ACC tournament as seen by us? Let's do it. All right. Well, I know you're going to be dialed in. You're going to close the deli for the 2 p.m. tip-off tomorrow afternoon on the ACC Network between Pitt and Boston College. Nick, who do you have? Give me Pitt. I, I feel like they, they, they need something. They need something to build into next season. And I think they were very disappointed in how they finished off last season. I think we could have seen them as a tournament team this year. Um, and Boston College isn't really just doing it for me. They lost their their best player this year. Uh, give me give me Pitt. I think they can. I think they need a win to go into next season. To just say, hey, we got to win the ACC tournament. We got to build back. So before I pick the winner, I'm going to predict the winning team's final score. Nick, you want to know why? Because in the two games, be low they've... scoring. No, because of the two games that these teams have played this year, the winning team had this number. And do you know what number it is? It's a very nice number, Nick. 69. It is 69. So the winning team will have 69. Everyone hammer that right now. Wherever you have winning, hammer the 69. 69-67, a win for Pitt at home in their arena. And then they went on the road and lost to BC 69-56. to you know, both teams are carrying losing streaks into this game. This game is honestly the definition of the should not be in the ACC bowl game or bowl game. Sorry, be in the ACC in general. I don't know why I said bowl game. I guess I'm missing football more than I thought. <sighs> you know what? I, I want some unison early. I'll go Pitt too. I kind of want to go BC, but I have no reason for either side. You picked Pitt. I'll hop on the bandwagon with you. Give me Pitt here to uh, get the dub and sign up to lose to Wake. Oops, sorry. Too, too far foreshadowing. Game number two, 4.30 on the ACC Network. Clemson, NC State. I've got Clemson clearly based off what I said in terms of making potential making a run. Nick, do you believe in your pack at all to pull off an upset here? Survive in advance. Survive in advance. Let's just pull off the upset. Let's just shock the world. Let's just get this one win. I'll take State. They they need it desperately. So give me State to upset Clemson uh, at 4.30. All right. 7 p.m., Louisville, Georgia Tech. Give me Georgia Tech. I know you're probably going Louisville here, but give me Georgia Tech. I I've watched way more of Louisville than I really should have wasted my life on. I think they suck. Um, they are struggling right now drastically. They lost by 20 to Wake. They lost by almost 30 to Virginia Tech. 
They lost by 10 to Virginia. And to be honest, Virginia did not play well in the second half. They were up by 20-something at halftime on Louisville. Like, Virginia should have ran away with that game. I was very frustrated that they didn't. So, yeah, I'm going to – I'm going to rock here with Georgia Tech um, looking at the games. Yeah, so Louisville did beat Georgia Tech by three earlier this year. So, you know what? Revenge game. Give me the Yellow Jackets. I'll hop on it with you. This team won it last year, even though I think it was very fraudulent. But if anyone – I know that's contradictory to what I, who I said out of the lower seeds will win it all. But then again, you know, it could be a total collapse for this team. And, you know, I think Georgia Tech, they could pull off the upset. All right. Perfect. Well, then moving on to the noon tip off on Wednesday, the number eight Florida State Seminoles, the number nine Syracuse Orange. Nick, I'm picking Florida State, and I know I'm going to be wrong. Like, I believe in Florida State being a pretty good team. I think they're much better than Syracuse, but this is Syracuse's tournament. They, they love doing this anyways, and now they get to do it in Brooklyn. They get to beat a team in Florida State who's looked really good as of late. Yeah, give me Florida State, but I know I'm probably wrong about this. So, Nick, if you're smart, you'll pick Syracuse here. Yeah, unfortunately, I'm going to pick Syracuse. They need to get off this four-game losing streak. They're practically at home. Um their fans will show up for sure. They need a win. And I think Jim Beheim is too good of a coach to not at least get one win in this tournament. So I'll take Syracuse. All right. I like it. We've got Wake Forest versus Pitt. Right? Yeah, we went Wake. Wake Forest versus Pitt. Yeah, Wake. <laughs> we don't even have to talk about that one. Wake Forest. They have way too much to lose here. If Wake loses this game, this is purely them just not being able to handle the pressure. Like, this is a must-win yeah. for Wake. They're the better team. Like, Pitt could try to play spoiler, but, yeah, I'm not not believing in it. We've got contradicting games here. I've got Clemson-Virginia Tech. You've got NC State-Virginia Tech. I'm going Clemson to beat, NC, or beat Virginia Tech. I think that Clemson is on fire right now. And I – Maybe this is a little bit of bias kicking in, but in a way, I kind of want—I I, kind of want to see Virginia Tech on the bubble too. Like, I think it would be fun to see them there. I, I just—I think Virginia Tech kind of shot themselves in the foot by losing to Clemson last week, and I just—I just have a feeling that that Virginia Tech's going to find a way to get all this hype back about them should, being in the tournament and you know being on the bubble, and they should be in. Yeah, I'm going to go Clemson here. Clemson's going to be my uh, my darling of this ACC tournament. I haven't already made that pretty clear. I want to pick state so bad because state beat them, but I'm not going to. I don't think Ooh, Keats and the fake fan. I don't think Keats and the guys can have the legs under them for two games in a row to try to get a win. Um, and I think that would be too easy of a, like if Virginia Tech loses, that's like very embarrassing if they lose at NC State at this point in the season. So I'll take Virginia Tech. Plus, if they if they want to make the tournament, they they need to move on. They need to move uh, on and just blow NC State out of the water. I, I get it. You're, you're you, I see what you're saying. NC State's a football school. Virginia Tech's a basketball school. Got it. 
Oh, did I say that out loud? Sorry, Husky fans. Um, all right. Well, Virginia Tech is advancing for one and not for the other. Shocking the Virginia fan. It's not, it's not how Virginia Tech advances. All right. We've got Virginia and Georgia Tech. This game, if I'm a Virginia fan, would scare the living hell out of me. Like, I'd rather play Louisville, to be completely honest with you, because Virginia's kind of just had Louisville's number for the last few years. I mean, Virginia can literally beat Louisville by being down nine with 16 seconds to go. So, you know, Virginia loves to own them. I love that it's a 9.30 tip-off Eastern time because it means it'll be almost perfect time for me, 8.30. It'll be over by bedtime. Um, give me Virginia. I mean, I think they have too much to lose here. Um, they're going to, you know, play well. And kind of like what you said with your NC State, you know, with Virginia Tech kind of thing. Like, I don't think Georgia Tech has the gun power, you know, and the legs to be able to do it two nights in a row. Yeah, I mean, come on. Give me Virginia. I think they would smoke Georgia Tech. I like it. I like it. All right, we move on. One of us has Duke, Florida State. The other has Duke, Syracuse. I've got Duke. I mean, I just don't. I don't. I really want to call the upset. Florida State's already beaten them once this year, but I think I think that's enough for this Duke team to, to want to beat them. I mean, they're going to want to win anyways, of course, but I think that's going to be enough to where, like, Duke's not going to overlook them. And, and I think, too, like, this will be Duke's first game since losing to Carolina. So they are going to be pissed. So I think that's going to be enough to, to propel Duke here with, no, I say no problem, but they're going to have some success here. I, I agree 100%. They're going to be pissed off, especially because I feel like, I feel like there's a little tiny rivalry between Duke and Syracuse, just a little bit, just a tad bit mainly because of the coaches, but Duke is pissed off, man. They wanted that win so bad. Um, Kay's pissed off because his players blew it for him. That's right. I said it. Um, and he is just absolutely pissed off. So I'll take Duke here to win big against Syracuse. So I was really hoping you're going to be like, you know what, you know, you know, you know what makes, you know, what would be better than Carolina winning their last ever game at Duke and Coach K losing his last ever game, you know, at Cameron Indoor. But then Duke losing – or Coach K losing his last game ever against Jim Beheim, and then also losing his, his last and last game in the ACC tournament in the first game that they play of the ACC tournament, a.k.a. his last ACC tournament results in no one. I thought you were going to, like, pull this elaborate scheme, and I was going to be so excited. You know, I'm going to hype that up. If Syracuse beats Florida State, Nick, I am – all team Syracuse just for that storyline right there. But yeah, I think, I mean, Duke's the best team in the ACC talent wise. There's no reason why they shouldn't win that game. All right. Miami and wake. Nick, let's, 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 let's let our bias kick in here. Let's go Deeks, man. Give me wake. I, I think that they're going to benefit from being able to kind of, use the pit but bc game hopefully as a workout the kinks kind of game and i just think that i think wake forest might honestly be better than miami um i can't believe i'm saying that i just think that like if you have to be making me make a pick on a neutral site i like wake i just do i don't think there's gonna be many fans in the arena and to be honest like i think that there's gonna be a lot of duke fans that if obviously they win of course in the building, kind of cheering for Wake. Like, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, Nick, but I feel like a lot of people that are, like, true Duke fans, like the guys, the folks that come from North Carolina, 
I think Duke and Wake have a small little allegiance to where like they want to beat each other, but when it comes to they're not playing each other, it's a soft spot. Maybe maybe I'm misreading the situation, but like I feel like when it comes to Wake Forest fans, they don't they dislike Carolina more than they do Duke. I could be wrong, but that's kind of my read on it. And I think too that if I'm Duke, like I'd rather play Wake. You've been like you had a pretty bad game against Wake and you still won. You dominated, not dominated, but you played very, very well and handed were one handily in Winston-Salem. Well, you have that loss to Miami. So I think the Duke fans in the building from the first game will probably be pulling for Wake. So I think Wake will have more fans just by that logic alone. So maybe Wake here. And then everyone and then everyone uh, in Win- and everyone uh, in Winston-Salem that's super excited about that win is going to stop by the Dioli Family Deli. Do it. Um, yeah, I'll go Wake because you know what? They need the win and they're owing two against Miami this year. I mean, they this benefits Wake more than it does Miami. So I think Wake will win this game. I I I actually talked to one of the players yesterday. They believe they can win the whole thing, especially after how Duke lost on Sunday. They believe they can win the whole thing. They know that they've played Miami twice. Um, and you know they have an easy matchup between either BC or Pitt. They believe they can do this. So I'll believe with them. Um, hopefully the Dioli's breakfast burritos that they ate this morning will help them uh win up in Brooklyn. I do know that there would be a ton of Wake Forest fans in Greensboro if it was in Greensboro, but unfortunately, this is in Brooklyn. So uh God, that would be so awesome if they was just in Greensboro. How many Wake fans would show up? Oh, I actually, mean, now mean, I'm starting to get mad. You mean a noon and 2.30 game on a Thursday could have been sold out if they put it in Greensboro because you got Duke and Wake playing? No shit. Wow, man. The ACC, you are going to tw- – I, 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 hope, I, I hope you enjoy listening to the bounce of a basketball, all you ACC officials that are uh, in, in um, good old Brooklyn because – I'm sorry, but all the bandwagon Duke fans ain't showing the fuck up at noon on Thursday either. So, yeah. I know you gave up social media for Lent, but I will be tweeting a lot from the FQ ACC account. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to go off. I am going to – this is our week to show why it deserves to be in Greensboro. So, I know you gave up social medias, so I will take the chains. I will take the reins for you. I'm going to go hard. Like, this is ridiculous. It would be so much better if Wake and Miami were playing in Greensboro. Nick, Nick, is it cheating? If Because I don't know if you know about TweetDeck, but you can schedule up to 90 tweets up to a week in advance on TweetDeck. Is it cheating if I log in on TweetDeck? I can't see the feed. I can only see, like, our profile. Is it cheating if I schedule every hour starting at 2 o'clock tomorrow? a tweet that says Greensboro or bust, the tournament should be in Greensboro. This is a fucking jar, oh man. We'll probably won't put the F word, but this is a joke. Put it, you know, in Greensboro, this crowd sucks. And I'm just going to guess that the crowd's sucking. For no, a- Micah, do it. I, Hey, listen, I I'm, I'm, I'm Catholic too. So I'll, I'll give you a pass. If it's the, if this is about a 
I mean, we're passionate about this. We like doing this a lot. It, we we hope this turns into something one day. So if you're just doing it simply just to help us out and you're not looking at anything else, because that's the main thing you're doing it for, right? Just so you don't look and get wound up at other social media stuff. I don't, I don't so think I think if you schedule it, you'll be fine. That's what I'm thinking. I might what? have to do that. I might have to do that. But anyways, yeah. I like your pick of Wake Forest. I mean, I mean, Miami's not going to be able to enjoy some breakfast burritos from the Bioli family deli. So it's clear as day that Wake Forest has the advantage just purely based off of the nourishment they ate before they went to Brooklyn. So clear as day, which, by the way, super crazy. And I'm very curious if other ACT teams do it. A friend of mine, she actually works as like the ticketing operational system. Like she runs ticketing and the guest list and all that stuff for Notre Dame. They've been in Brooklyn since like early yesterday like afternoon, which I thought was really crazy because they don't play till Thursday. Like they, so like, I just, I'm just curious, like with, with you saying that Wake stopped by either today or yesterday, like, like, but that makes sense because they play on Wednesday. So like, it makes sense that they would travel today, then practice in Brooklyn tomorrow, watch probably whatever, you know, probably go watch the Pitt Boston college game. That makes sense. But like Notre Dame getting there three days early seems really strange to me, but that's just comp a conversation for another time we move on to the notre dame game at seven o'clock on espn2 uh, it would be in my case clemson notre dame in your case virginia tech notre dame oh i want to pick clemson but i'm gonna go notre dame i think they're the better team um i just don't think clemson has the pieces to to continue that run i want to i really do but I also could see Clemson losing to Virginia Tech. So I've always said, if you think they could lose in the game before, don't pick them to win the next one. So give me Notre Dame. Yeah, I'll go Notre Dame too. I don't. I think uh, Bray has Bray has this team where he wants it. Uh, they've been the surprise team of this year. So I think they'll continue to shock people. I think it would be a disappointment if uh, Notre Dame lost. So I firmly believe that Notre Dame will be a underachieving Virginia Tech team. I like it. All right. Rapid fire-ish, because I have to go in about 10, 15 minutes, Nick. So we got we to gotta fire this one going. Uh-oh, my internet connection is currently unstable, so hopefully I can be heard, heard pretty clearly. North Carolina versus Virginia. Damn it, give me the who's. We're going to make a run for the ACC tournament and the NCC, NCAA tournament. And you know what, Nick? I made the argument about Duke, you know, being pissed off from their loss. So I'm going to translate it over to North Carolina coming in cocky. Virginian wants to revenge that loss to North Carolina. So give me the who's here. North Carolina has one of their lay, lay and egg games. Virginia not, might not have more fans, but Virginia might have more true loyal fans. Virginia has a huge alumni base in the New York area. So give me the who's. Screw it. Tony Bennett works some magic here, my guy. I'm with you. Give me Virginia. I like it. I like it a lot. I think this team can make the turn a little tournament run and push themselves to uh, NCAA tournament bid. So give me Virginia. I feel like they can do it. I love it. All right. We've got Duke. Wake. Nick, are you with me? We want to do it. Yeah, dude. Let's, Let's do, do it. it. Wake Fuck it. Over Fuck it. Give us wake, dude. Come on. 
Let's, they got uh, this. They could do this. Nick's, Nick's my insider, so I'm going to believe in the insider information. And I'm sorry, but I don't want to see Coach K win his last ACC tournament. I don't. I want, the, I want the new kid on the block, our coach of the year, to take it to Coach K. And you know why? And this is going to be karma for the ACC. You want to know why this is going to be karma? Because if this was in Greensboro, I wouldn't pick against Dukes. I mean, let's just be honest. Like, the only person that's owned Greensboro, North Carolina, more than Coach K might be Roy Williams. But even then, I would still say it's Coach K. So, if it was in Greensboro, I would not pick against Dukes, even if they had three starters out. Because I would just believe in the Coach K magic that is the Greensboro Coliseum and Coach K. But you put this game in Brooklyn where it means absolutely nothing. There's no real history there. I think the last time it was in Brooklyn, Virginia won it, I'm pretty sure. So, like, there's no reason to pick Duke here. Coach of the year, player of the year. Yeah, that's right, Duke. You didn't even have the player of the year. Wake Forest did. Give me the Deeks. Let's flipping go. Wake Forest clinches an NCAA tournament berth on Friday at 7 o'clock on ESPN against the Duke Blue Devils. Let's flipping go. All right. Virginia, Notre Dame. Nick, are you with me here too? You rocking with my who's? I'm, I'm going Virginia here. I, I, I don't know, yeah, man. I'll rock Virginia. Screw it. I'll Virginia. rock Virginia. You know what? If people go, oh, well, Mike is a Virginia bias guy. I want six ACC teams into the tournament. What we just predicted will put six ACC teams into the NCAA tournament. So yeah, that's true. Call that's me true. biased for Virginia, but I'm just ACC bias right now. Notre Dame's in. Who cares? Notre Dame will be a seven or six, five seed, no matter what. Maybe maybe a nine or ten seed, but even then, like at the end of the day, if you're the seven or the ten, I don't think it really matters. If I'm being completely honest with you, when it comes to the tournament, like oh, okay, cool, you get to wear your home jerseys now instead of your road jerseys. Woo! But yeah, give me the who's. Dude, there really is a path for like every team, every team like below or above Syracuse, I believe has a legit chance of making an ACC tournament run. Like Wake's tournament run that I'm predicting is not out of the question. They've played Miami twice. They want to beat them. They played Duke twice. They want to beat them. Of those four losses, they've gotten killed once. Yeah, the most the most kryptonite proof team in the ACC is Duke, and they've been bitten numerous times this year by it. Like, yeah, this, like, like, yes, the ACC might not be very good this year, but it's a hell of a lot of fun to watch. And if you're a gambler, I would hate to have to like if your whole livelihood was betting AC basketball games. I bet you you lost money this year because it's just way too damn hard. So yeah, no, give me a Virginia Wake Forest uh, title game, Nick. Uh, we might end up disagreeing here. I'm going to pick Virginia, and that's because I just, again, I, I think at that point, if Wake Forest gets to the AC title and beats Duke, they don't need to win that game where Virginia kind of does. And I think, too, we keep talking about the revenge narrative. Virginia 0-1 against Wake. That would be literally a completed revenge tour for Virginia. Based on how I have the bracket going, well, I guess technically we agreed on because we you had Georgia Tech also getting the win over uh, over Louisville with me, oh. kind of just rocked with me on that one. But I mean Virginia, I, yeah, I did not lose to Georgia Tech this year. 
but every other game is a revenge game for Virginia. So I'm just going to stick with the revenge tour. And I, I feel really gross saying Virginia is going to win the ACC tournament, but I feel like that's the only way they get in. And I, I think Virginia got a bracket that just plays out well for them. I really do. You get to avoid Duke until potentially the ACC title. And you get teams that like North Carolina, Notre Dame, these North Carolina and Notre Dame teams, in my opinion, are some of the worst two and three seeds we've seen in the AC tournament in a long time. Like, I don't think there's much of a difference between two-seeded Notre Dame and seven-seeded Virginia Tech. Hell, even eight-seeded and even maybe even nine-seeded Syracuse and Florida State. So I'm going with the Who's here, but let's be honest. The Dioli family deli is ready to host the AC tournament championship party or champions party. So I'm guessing they're going wake here. Yeah, I'm going to go wake. I'm going to go wake. For so, the city. Of, no, I mean, I have no of, reason. Yeah. For the city of Winston-Salem's sake, that would be awesome. Like that'd be the, yeah. biggest, like Wake Forest would, it would literally be the year of the Deeks. I know they didn't win the ACC title for football, but this would be revenge for that. And imagine Wake Forest being able to go, we have the youngest coach, or maybe not the youngest, but the uh, I guess he's not, he's just as new as Hubert Davis, a little bit younger, newer, I guess. But like they're the up and coming program of the of the state. And not only do you get to have all these accolades to end the regular season, but then you get to send Coach K off packing. You get to be the school. Winston Salem, the whole Deke Town logic gets to be, we're it now. We are the top, like, we are, like, Wake Forest could officially claim, in my opinion, that they run the state of North Carolina for the major college athletics. You win the ACC in basketball, men's basketball, and then you, for football, are playing in the title. You, you know, get to go to a pretty good bowl game, pretty major bowl game, and unfortunately got, you know, Rutgers in it, but they won a big New Year's Six bowl game. You could make the argument that Duke is now the team that runs the state of North Carolina for the major two sports. You throw baseball in there, they're right now the best team in baseball in the state of North Carolina. So now you've got all three of those sports breaking your way. I'm about it. Like, I, I mean, if Virginia were to lose in the ACC title of the week, I think Virginia still gets in. At least I hope to God they get, they'll probably end up having to play in one of those Dayton games, but whatever. But at the end of the day, I mean, I'm about it. I'm so down. So it would be great. If this game did come to fruition, Virginia and Wake, I would not be upset however it broke. Because what it means to the city of Winston-Salem would mean enough to me to, to watch my beloved Hoos lose and maybe even miss the NCAA tournament because of it. Because that would just be so such a beautiful storyline, in my opinion. For Because Wake Forest needs it, man. Like, like, I hate how much Wake Forest has always been just, like, the most forgotten about school in the ACC. And I'm tired of that shit, man. People got to really start respecting that brand. And, and winning the ACC tournament in Coach K's last year would be one hell of a way to do it. But you know what would be even better, Nick? If they were able to do it in Greensboro. Yeah, Greensboro or bus. We'll be hashtagging it all week under the podcast link, I think, when I tweet it out tomorrow. So, Look out for that. Uh, I would love to see Wake win this whole thing. The players are awesome. They're very nice. The coaches have been very nice to my family and I. Um, that would be sick. But, Micah, you got anything else? Uh, no, that's it for me. Let's dial it in. Remember Greensboro or bust. And as always. Reply it. Tweet it. Do it. Yeah, right.
Heck, if we get enough uh, love, I'll maybe give out, maybe I'll make some really cheap ass t-shirts and we'll give them away or something. But anyways, it just means a little bit less in AC country and go ACC.